Welcome to Transformation. I'm Don Wick from the Red River Farm Network, proud to be the host for this podcast series. Transformation is made possible thanks to a grant from CHS Community Giving. Our appreciation goes out to your CHS Cooperative and CHS Family Giving. This project, Transformation, began uh, earlier this year. It was a partnership between the Red River Farm Network, the Minnesota Department of Agriculture, and numerous stakeholders throughout the region. In this podcast series, we're focusing in on the issues of farm stress, mental health, really all with a focus on solutions. The Minnesota Farm Advocate Program has been around since the 1980s. Steve Zink, who had been with farm business management in Minnesota, joined the Farm Advocate Program two years ago. We deal with farms in crisis, and it can be any kind of crisis. It can be financial. It can be, um, you know, we can refer people on mental health issues. We can, dealing with transition, uh, part of my job is working with non-farming siblings. That's that can cause stress. All these things can throw a farm into crisis. And uh, primarily, now in the last year or so, it's been financial. But we deal with a lot of things. And we're, we work uh, from the Department of Ag. And so because of that, the state has made this a no-cost program to Minnesota farmers. It uh, doesn't cost them anything. We can uh, help them get through mediations. We can help put cash flow plans together. We can do negotiations with the farmer and the lender. We're here to help. That's pretty much what it is. Say I'm We're, struggling, whether it's financially or, or maybe it's a, a weather issue or what have you. Who makes the first step? What's the process? Well, the, the easiest thing to do is go on the Internet and, you know, you Google Minnesota Farm Advocates and the list will come up. And we've got advocates pretty much all over the state and uh, there's 10 of us right now, and I know they're going to be adding a couple more next year. Just give one of us a call. That's the best thing. We aren't out soliciting people. They have to call us. So it's one-on-one type of counseling, though. It's all one-on-one type of counseling. We're going to visit with them. Everything we do is confidential. Um, it just stays between us and them, and we're here to help their best interests. And and that's the thing, I think, more than anything, is to understand we're here to help them in their best interest. Now, we might not, you know, completely. That advocate means to be reasonable in advocating. If something is a lost cause, we're going to tell you that, and we're going to try to help you work through that. But in the same way, if there's an opportunity to work out a plan and to keep things moving forward, we're going to try to do that, too. And the advantage that we have is we've seen a lot of different situations and we've seen, been through a lot of very similar experiences. People think they're alone when they're dealing with these crisis issues. And they sit down with somebody like me and we'll go, oh, I've seen this before. This is just like one I worked with a couple of years ago or last year. You're in the same situation and here's how we fix that. Um, you know, Just having people, a fresh uh, set of eyes sometimes helps. It is. And, and to tell them... It's going to be okay. We're going to figure out what we got to do. It might be different than what you're doing now. You may have a, a situation where, you know, it might be not, you might not be able to keep doing exactly what you're doing now, but we should be able to move you forward somehow. In many cases, we're able to keep people farming and keep them out there. Sometimes we can't. They're just in a situation where we, we can't. But then we can help you to get the resources you need to get through that and give you some peace of mind. There's ways to get through these things. 
you know, it just, I know it can get overwhelming at times, and we're here to help with that. So, Steve, how would you describe this this current situation? Obviously, we've got some challenges out there. Yeah, um, this is just, I said last spring, as we went through some, some folks went through a difficult time in the last two years already. And I said, what we needed last year or this year is just a decent crop and decent weather. And we could get our, a lot of us could get their wheels back under them and we could start moving forward. Well, obviously this is how it's working out for a lot of the operators around the state. You know, we're dealing with too much water, you know, too much wet, a late spring and not our best crop. And now we're having to fight with the, the cold and wet to get the crop out. You know, it's discouraging. And so I have a lot of people I've had probably, oh, I must have six people waiting to as soon as the crop is out, they're going to call me and we're going to start figuring out where we're going to go from here. And for some of them, they're going to identify how short they are on their operating. You know, are we going to be short? How are we going to address this issue? For some, it's, uh, you know, I have one fellow that's just ready to quit. You know, tell me how to quit. And then for other people, it's how are we going to go forward from this point? You know, how do we backfill the holes we've lost? You know, we've lost money in the last couple of years. How do we backfill those holes? You know, how do we make this and go forward again and become profitable again? And those are tough questions. I mean, you look at the markets right now, it's, it's tough to make a lot of plans work. But uh, but it doesn't mean we don't try and we don't try to figure out what's best. Like you said, we're burning through a lot of equity. It's This hasn't just been a, a one-year situation. Mm-hmm. What do you, what's the situation you hear from lenders in, in really working through this process with growers? Really, I see two different groups of lenders. I, I've worked with some lenders in the last year that have been very cooperative, learning, willing to work out, you know, coming to the table, understanding the difficulty of the situation, and they're willing to work out a plan. And if we bring a reasonable plan, they'll work with it. And then I've worked with several other lenders that are just basically just want their money. And they're not interested in how it's going to go forward. They just want to, their money and move on. And uh, and that's that's difficult when you run into a lender that just isn't interested. They've made a determination that the business can't go forward. And I've I've dealt with a couple like that, a couple of lenders like that too. And that's tough. You were uh, around in the '80s. How how would you compare uh, what we're dealing with now compared to the the farm situation in the '80s? Well, the big difference between now and then is comparatively, these markets are still better than we were back in the 80s. And and the other thing is, the big thing that, you know, we had the big land price drop in the 80s. And that was the thing that just took the wheels out from a lot of people. They, that, that was the unique thing. And we haven't had that yet. I mean, yeah, land has slid probably 30% from where it was at the high five, six years ago. But it hasn't dropped down to where people have borrowed it uh, against it. And the lenders have been fairly conservative on how much they want to borrow on farm real estate. So that's, that's, that's a good thing. So that's the difference. So as long as land values hold up there, we're, we're going to be okay, you know, as far as compared to the 80s. That being said, that doesn't mean some folks aren't going to be, you know, we're going to lose some producers through this in the next year or so. I, there's no question about it. 
what's your advice? How do you, how does a producer uh, wrap their arms around this and try to be proactive or, or reactive to what we're dealing with right now? Well, I think you need to get your balance sheet put together, you know, look at your list of assets, the crop you've got on hand, um, and then look at your operating loan, you know, look at the crop and livestock you've got on hand, look at the um, cash in the bank, and then look at what you've got against it, the operating loan, open accounts, seed bills, fuel bills, all that. You know, are you going to be short or not? Are you able to do that? And then if you can pay all those things, can you make your payments on machinery, on land? Can you make, Do you have enough cash for that? And then when that's all over, you know, is there enough for you guys to live on? Get on top of this stuff. Don't wait. When you know you're short, it's very natural for, for farmers not to go talk to the lender. I've had lenders tell me they know a farmer's in trouble when they haven't heard from the, the borrower for weeks or months, you know, they just stay away from the bank or stay away from the lender. And that's probably not your best thing is if you're going to be short, the communication is important. Go on and visit, you know, here's what I think. I'm short, but here's, here's a way I can, uh, I can address it. When we're in financial difficulty, we have to be willing to give something up. The toughest situation I, I work with is if I'm called to a farm and I propose some ways to address a financial issue, which might involve selling machinery or selling land or whatever we need to do, they'll have reasons why why these alternatives won't work. For every alternative, they'll have a reason why it won't work. Well, well, then tell me what you want to do, because you've got to be willing to give something up, whether you like it or not. That's how you know you you've got to pay your bills, or be prepared for the consequences if you don't, you know. But that being said, too, I mean, I have worked with a few farms where I can see there's no plan there and there's no way we can do it. We well, we might have to send them get legal advice and decide what their legal options are, too. I mean, that happens, too. But right now, what I'm saying is be pro- proactive. If, you, if you've got enough money to pay all your bills, you're fine. Live to fight another day, go forward. If you don't, how short are you going to be and how are we going to address it? Those are the things I would tell people to do. Do you see the, the lenders willing to, to restructure debt? It really goes from lender to lender. Um, I do, I've worked with several lenders that are, yeah, they'd be willing, they're willing to work with people. And then I've worked with others that won't consider it. It really varies from lender to lender. No hard, fast rule there. One thing I'll say real quick, if you do get a mediation notice or your lender offers you mediation, take advantage of that. Minnesota has... Um, unique mediation laws, and uh, that's a chance for you to work things out before it goes and goes to foreclosure or replevin. There's in many cases we've got 90 days to work something out with the lender ahead of time. In many cases, we get something figured out during mediation. And so if you do get a mediation, offered mediation by your lender, take advantage of that. And if you do, when you get the mediation information, you will get a list of the Minnesota Farm Advocates in there, and we can help you through that process. That's one of our main jobs is to help people get through that process. And uh, I just worked with one this morning where I think we've got an agreement that came out of mediation, and the lender is happy and the farmer's happy, and I think we're going to have a plan there. There won't be any legal action taken. Everything's going to continue, and they'll be able to continue operating. They got to a place where they had to get to it sit around the table and figure it out 
and we're able to do that with the mediator sitting in between us. So that program is available out there, and, and have people take advantage of that. I think that's really important. So that's the case. As a mediator, you'll sit at the table with the banker and the and the farmer? As advocates, we are there to help the farmer. And we will go to the mediation with the producer and sit with them and help them negotiate with the lender. I'm sure over the years you have some success stories. you got to feel good about those when they happen. Oh, yeah. I've seen producers that were willing to give, a, give, give some things up and restructure, and a lender that's willing to restructure the debt. I've seen people do everything from sell lake homes to RVs to uh, extra machinery and get lean and mean. And that's always a good idea, especially go through things like now it's a good time to get rid of some of this extra uh, extra machinery and pay down debt. That's always a good idea. There are successes, on it. I, and I'll be honest with you, we have more successes than we have people leaving farming. I mean, I, I see it. There's usually a way to work our way through it. Our thanks to Steve Zank, and of course you can find out more about the Minnesota Farm Advocate Program on the Minnesota Department of Agriculture website. And don't forget, there's also the Minnesota Farm and Rural Helpline, free, confidential, and available 24-7. The helpline number, 833-600-2670. You can also visit minnesotafarmstress.com. And we have links available on the Red River Farm Network website, rrfn.com forward slash transformation. Transformation funded by CHS Community Giving. The Transformation Project is a partnership between the Red River Farm Network and the Minnesota Department of Agriculture. And we have numerous stakeholders that have also helped out this project, including the Minnesota Soybean Research and Promotion Council, Minnesota Farmers Union, and the North Dakota Wheat Commission. Until next time, I'm Don Wick.